0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is a Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two (coughs) brothers, come together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me as always is my brother, Frankie, and I can't believe as soon as I started, like as soon as I hit the record button, I felt a cough come on and I went oh no, and I couldn't do anything about it. I don't think anyone noticed, probably can't even hear it. (laughs) Probably definitely could hear it. I wanted to start this episode off a little differently. Okay. I wanted to say a prayer. Ooh. We're going to turn off all our atheist listeners. I don't care about them. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for another week of recording a podcast in your name, all, those, all things we do is in your name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Isn't that nice? Don't we feel better now? Yeah, that's good. I feel, I, feel like, I feel more connected. I know, and like a little centered. We've talked a lot on this podcast about kind of like the metaphysical aspects of human nature and spirituality and consciousness. But religion's a part of that. Spirituality and religion are intertwined. Whether or not you're a Catholic and atheist or whatever, like that part just... of your bu- being is yearning for a connection. So. I think I was just reading something about religion. It was good. I don't remember what it was. So I'm a Catholic. And you're a Catholic. Yeah, we've talked about religion on the podcast, but we're not really. I mean, I guess I'm more practicing now than I probably was when we started this podcast. I go maybe like once a month to church because the baby. I'm um, a non-practicing. Do you hear the Pope? Do you know what the Pope did this week? What was controversial? I renou- renounce our Pope. I do too, kind of, but... I follow the Catholic faith without the Pope. There are two Popes currently. This is not a normal time. There's so many things that make now like such an unusual time in history, both the in pope American history. The is... The fact there's two Satan. Popes. He's Satan? Yeah. That's my belief. I don't know if i go that far. But oh, like, you're ever, talking about like the revelation stuff. You're you're thinking that he's the the no, last No, I'm talking about uh Malachi. Yeah. His, his, his predictions. His predictions. That Francis is You know, there's a lot of things about he predicted, Malachi's He predicted Francis was gonna be the last Pope. Well, that Francis is where his prediction ends and the last pope not that Francis specifically, but if you follow each prediction, this is the last one he predicted. And he said that the last one would essentially be the one that undermines and destroys the church. But when you think about the fact that Pope Francis pretty much made it illegal in the Catholic Church to celebrate the Latin Mass normally or like on a regular schedule which plenty of churches around the world do and many people, especially older Catholics, identify with the the Latin Mass more than the traditional uh, home language Masses because the Latin Mass has ties all the way to the earliest days of the Church. And, you know. Of course it does. The half of... Yeah. I I don't understand why that would even be a thing, that you can't do that. So, the reason why they got rid of the Latin Mass in order to kind of bring about the normal, what we know as the modern day Mass. I forget. There was a time in my life where I knew so much more about the Catholic faith. Dude, you went to. I, I deliberately like were forgot information. You a campus minister at the Catholic University of America. That has the was it the only basilica in the United States? No, but it is one of the largest in the in the Western Hemisphere. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. And then also, you then went to work for. A lot, but I don't know if you want to say it on the podcast. But I mean, you've been around religion forever. Well, I mean, not in my recent life, but you're a pretty holy man. But I will say that the Latin Mass was kind of outlawed uh, uh, kind of because they wanted to, they would say, make Mass more accessible to people. But there was a whole school of thought that was, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be accessible to people. It has to be holy and as in line with the traditional Mass as it was presented to us by Jesus himself at the Last Supper. So that was the argument for a long time. Obviously, the traditionalists, as they always do lose the argument and now it's just pretty much outlawed now it's not just you shouldn't say it because most people won't understand the mass. now it's you're not allowed to do it do you unless think unless you get special dispensation which is do you crazy. think being a traditionalist just naturally puts you like at a disadvantage at, or yeah because why is it in every facet of everything the traditionalist gets shit on you're, you're really a fan of it. traditional baseball? No. You're wrong. <laughs> you're a fan of traditional religion? You're, you're wrong. wrong. Traditional values? Wrong. But progressives are nat- naturally authoritarians, and they don't realize it because they think that they're helping everyone. It's really weird. But they don't help anyone. They um, just f- impose their will. I do think it's interesting that you brought up, brought up religion, because I didn't think we'd be talking about religion today. But I used to ask you questions. Semi-frequently, I think, about, like, religion and ideas. But now that it's been... I don't know. I I don't even know the last time I was, like, a regular churchgoer. Let alone a regular prayer. Let alone a regular anything. So, like, I... I'm probably the most disconnected from my religion now than ever before. And I don't... I don't like that. Like, I don't want it to be that way. It's just, I find it... I just find it hard in today's, you know, just everything. That's fair. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, and, I mean, I'm... I just said, there was a time I was way more in tune with my faith, if I'm talking about the Catholic faith, but we've also talked about my personal beliefs on this podcast. Yeah, and in terms of religion and spirituality, and they're not what the Catholic Church teaches. So, but I'm but I go to mass, and when I go to mass, I enjoy mass. And now, I, I remember I remember a time where we went on a vacation in the summer to Orlando, which okay. we used to do frequently. And this was, I would assume, while you were in. I don't know if we were still taking vacations to Florida while you were in college no but I felt like it must have been a college thing but you had a you you had like a little prayer book that you would do the the actual like timed prayers like you do like the morning prayer you remember that you remember that like little book they had I never had that in Florida no you brought it to Florida definitely not i I remember sitting at the table in Orange Lake like in the room I remember it specifically. I don't know. Which is why I thought it was, like, still college time. Because I feel like you wouldn't have gotten into, into college. I wouldn't have had that book unless I were in college. Right? Quinn. Uh, so wow, oh. listen to that. We got all the noises in this one. Um, but th- the reason why I bring that up is because it leads me to a question. When you were in St. San- oh. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say where we went to, to this. When I was in high school. When you were in high school. Went to Catholic high school Am I supposed to hold your microphone While you walk First, away And I'm gonna pretend like I'm talking to you That you're still on the couch Um When you were in High school Did they do Like I know when I was there There was a day Not every year Maybe like every Two years cause I think it happened twice While I was in My four years Uh Where they brought in Like ten priests From all The churches in the area and they would talk to the students about listening for a calling yeah, while well, they were trying to recruit you. Yeah. Oh shit. And I remember. Oh, I was wondering what that vibration was. Oh, your phone's ringing. Um. What other sound effects can we include? Well, I don't I think. Dropped, I, I just dropped my mic and your phone rang at the same time. I don't think the phone ring will show. But did you ever? Cause like you're like like we we're kind of saying it's like, all right, maybe not now. Your faith isn't. As strong as it was, but I mean, there was a time like you were pretty connected. Did you ever think you had a calling? Oh yeah, a lot. A lot of times, um, there were a few times where I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely going to be a priest. Being a priest seems like a sick life." Like if you ever know, if I, you know priests or if you don't you've have to worry about Catholic money ever. Priests, yeah, there's a lot of perks. There's a lot of downsides, but there's a lot of. Perks. It's just like the women thing. It's more than that. That's like the only downside I see. Communal living with a bunch of, like, different-aged men who are very religious sounds like a blow. Like, it would suck. And that's, like, your whole life. Like, you're always gonna live with, like, three other dudes. And you get no say over who they are. But sometimes you probably find yourself in, like, a situation where it's, like, two other, like, younger priests. And you guys get along and you just go out to bars and, like... That's the... Like, they go out. Like, they live normal lives. I knew a priest who did the bad priest things, and... Wait, hold on. You can't just say bad priest things. Because that makes me think... Well, is that it? What do you think You think? What do you think Well, I think, like, bad priest things could also just be, like, a priest a who pri- happens to... I knew a predator priest. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did I know this person? Did I And the them? priests that lived with the predator priests... Knew? Who were good people, knew? like, great priests... Well, they didn't know. Oh, okay. But I'm telling you, like, it it was the most devastating thing that I've ever had to see, like, people deal with. Of course. Like, I've seen families deal with lost loved ones. Mm -hmm. I've known friends. I've known people who've lost children. And all those things are very difficult. I think the situation of being a priest who is in a parish where that happens and you're the ones responsible for damage control for those people... (sighs) Well, that that was well, think, brutal. Well, think about how many levels that hits on, right? Level one is if you're a good priest, right, and you're not committing these things. Like, I mean, you probably have a really good relationship with God. You're a priest. You're, yeah. You're you're, you're the middleman, right? Like you're delivering His word to people, and like that must be devastating just to hear that one of your one of your kind. Your ilk, well, Like someone you consider a brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like... And then, like, it all... It, it reflects it looks, on you. Yeah, and then it looks bad for you. And then the people who are hurt most by it, you're the one that has to be the person that explains it. And, like, how could something like that happen? Now, they handled it very well, and the situation was exposed before anything too terrible happened or that it went on too long. However... Um, what I ended up learning from that whole situation, and not just learning, but like what I I would say from the time that that happened, I mean I was a kid when that happened, and the priest was an adult, obviously, and there were times in hindsight then where I had to be like, oh, was I getting preyed on at this point in time? I think you would know. I did know. It definitely was getting preyed on. But oh, priest. you were? Yes. Yeah, so oh I shit. There. But I mean, that's okay. He gave us like two hundred dollars. I never told you this. No, I, I. Are we sure this should even be on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Is there anything I could? Where's this guy now? Do you know? I don't know where is he is. Last I heard, no, he was. He didn't go to jail. Yeah. He. I don't know if he even had. I don't even you know. He never went to trial or anything. But he went. He ended up in like a essentially like a facility where they send. Bad priests. Bad priests. That's where all kind of like living. Dude, it. it's not a prison, but they're not allowed on the internet. Right. Like it's, it's D- a living Is from it everything. too crazy of a topic to write like a sitcom about? Like, <laughs> like, all the, like all the messed up priests living together. Like what that house is like. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, no, but what I was gonna say is like, I mean, I, I was an altar server for. A long time, For, yeah. Like fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Was that five years, four years, four or five years. I was with priests almost every day. I I'm so, and this was before like I knew anything that was going on in the world of like the Catholic Church and the the priest issue. I'm so thankful that like every priest I knew. Encountered... Fantastic. Because it... Like, you watch the movie Spotlight. Well, this is what I was about to say before. Holy hell. This is about what I was going to say before. Um, The way... One of the ways I've grown since then is that was one of the more eye-opening experiences of my life, because that was 2010 or 9 or 10. What, the story? When... In Boston Globe? I think it was earlier. No, no, no. The priest I knew. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, Or 2000. Yeah, somewhere around there. This is why you were at college. Or is this high school? No, well, we'll talk. We don't need to specify because I don't want to get too specific. Got it. But, the... It was kind of eye-opening to like, okay... What is going on in the Catholic Church? Because the stories then and since have been, you know, persistent and often. But what I didn't understand at the time, what I do understand now, is that it's not as though the percentage of priests that abuse children is actually that astronomically high. No, it's pretty much in line with the number of rabbis that abuse children, the number of, prof- the coaches in like little leagues that abuse children. Boy, Boy Scout, Scout leaders, leaders, doctors. Teachers. Yeah. Do look at the doctor who wrote the don't, Olympic. What we don't forever. talk about is the epidemic that there is of just child. people in charge. And actually, while we're on the topic, because <laughs> I was actually literally just having this conversation with a friend of ours about vaccines because the conversation came up I don't even know if we should even say the word vaccines on the podcast or if you immediately get nuked to oblivion. But the topic came up and the question was asked like, why even get it? And here's what came to my mind and it, it wasn't an original thought by me someone had brought the statistic up and, that I had seen but then on top of thinking about the statistic I started thinking about all these other statistics but like, let's just focus on this one 800,000 children in the United States every year blank Did you fill in that blank? Uh, go missing? Go missing 800,000 children in the United States go missing. So why is it that when maybe 600,000 Americans possibly die from COVID with four, who knows, with comorbidities, comorbidities without, who knows, with uh, a fudging of the numbers to make it seem as dangerous as possible, maybe, who knows. They are willing to pay you money to get a vaccine, to to follow you around and track everyone you've ever come in contact with, to make you carry passports around to ensure that you're going, you know, to all the right places. But well, real quick, they won't do. They don't lift a finger for those children. Real quick, I was in New York this weekend. Yeah, because I was in like a new state. I got a notification on my phone. It says, "Do you want to be alerted if you've been in contact with someone?" who has who may have been exposed to COVID so like it just knows by if they also have iPhones and they sign up for this like it'll just alert you I don't like that at all but continue on your would you like it if your phone buzzed when you were within 30 feet of a sex sex offender yeah like that's not a thing no no they don't COVID. give a shit about that. But, like that, but right, <laughs> like, if they had the technology, because clearly they do. Look how fast everything has changed because of COVID. Yeah. It's been rapid. Well, you guys have been sitting on your hands for this long about... I don't want to say real shit, because it's not like COVID isn't real. Like, I'm not one of those people saying COVID isn't real. Although, there's a chance it's not real. <laughs> but, but, like, the point is, is, like, what about... Everything else! Everything else! It's the same... It's like the, my same issue with Black Lives Matter. It's like... I... I'm in agreement with you. But it is silly of what we focus on. Because, like, how come we don't talk about Chicago? It, or just... Gang violence gang in violence? That's like... Or, or about... Awful. That is a detriment to the black community. Or about greater police corruption than just, like, when they're wronging yeah. black people. Which is... We get so honed in <laughs> on these, like, specific moral standards but and that's the distraction technique especially in the covid instance like they are rapidly eroding our civil liberties but they would never do it to save children they'll do it to push vaccines yeah well it's because there's money in vaccines. yes there's no money in children So unless that's you're, why you sh- unless you're stealing them and selling them on the black market so that's why you shouldn't take them <laughs> like obviously not this isn't a hard thing do you remember yes but do what you want to do. This isn't medical advice. I don't. Do care you remember, on, like, the, the golden days? Like, we'll never have as much fun as we had, and and fun is a terrible word to use here. But it was it was fun. The Pizzagate days. No, but see, here's the thing. Those weren't the golden days. Those were the beginning of the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. It was already terrible then. The golden days on the internet, or not even just on no. The no, internet, I'm not like saying in, the golden days on the internet. I'm just saying like. For, for me, like, those were – like, you, right? Like, you're four years older than I am. Okay. You've been interested in politics and current events way longer than I have. Uh-huh. I'm sure you can look 2016 back. 2016 election. You can look back to certain things and go, hey, that was a defining moment for my my views as a as yeah. an individual, as an adult, that you can still hold today. 2016, like, the, the very beginning of 2016, the Bernie movement – Podesta emails, Pizzagate theories, Donald Trump, like, from t- early 2016 or like late 2015, all of 2016 and 2017 are the most important two years of my lifetime just because of what it did for the way I view the world now. Remember when we were in Yankee Stadium for the New York primary against Bernie? Yeah. And it was clear that it was so fucking rigged. <laughs> we left and we were like, dude, Bernie's gonna win this thing. Like, look how much support he has. And then you see the point point like, He's got no shot. <laughs> like, instantly. No chance. It's crazy. Which made no sense. Um, I just said today, how is it that the political revolution that we all demanded in 2016 has turned into, in 2021, gaslighting and shilling and sleazeball lying to preserve the integrity and dignity of Joe Biden? like we've we've we went from like hey the political establishment that consolidated under Joe, under Joe Biden and Barack Obama has wronged us for 8 years let's reject it and go to bernie now it's like we have to protect these people like Nancy Pelosi Joe Biden like how have we gotten here well a lot of corruption do, do you want to know no, no i don't actually think it's corruption okay and propaganda. I'm gonna normally. I do say we need to unite as people and like, but it's our fault. And by our fault, I don't mean me, because I, I'm gonna gloat here for a second. Uh, I was right. I jumped off the bandwagon. All the the people who had like, if you were a Bernie supporter and are currently in this universe where like. Not the ones who, like, voted for Biden and didn't want to and are now, like, kind of pissed and, like, those people I get. But it's the people who were the burning people who are now just, like, praising Joe Biden. Like, you are the worst part of our political landscape. And it is your fault that it's we are the, in this situation. It's the, it's the progressive socialist left Correct. that still identifies as Democrat. Correct. Like, the ones who follow Jimmy Dore or those, those type of liberals who don't like the Democrat Party, the more Green Party-type liberals, yeah. they're fine. They're good. I disagree they're with them almost, on views, but... Yeah, and they're almost with us on a yeah. lot of things. And we could probably unite with them if we had to. But the the Young Turk segment is it's so... It's bad. And it's... And they're killing us. And, it, and they're killing themselves. <laughs> they're like I don't think all. they realize like it'd be so much easier. Like they would get what they wanted. How long if have they it, would yeah. go, fight for what you actually want? How long have we been saying? You've been saying it long about about the progressives and how like. Well, just that. If it. Yeah, I mean, if it weren't for them, like, Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like. The political landscape of this country because is so we different. Because went, we went backwards. Because in 2015, we were at the end... Or 2016, I should say. We were at the end of this weird... It was such a weird era, right? Like, Obama was supposed to usher in this new wave of, like, American and he just, politics. He just was like a worse Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Impe- Im- you With know like, what? No, he was like a combination of Bill Clinton and George Bush. It was, like, almost good. Because... He gave way to Trump, but he would have given way to Bernie had it not been rigged. Had they didn't rig it. Had they not rigged it, this it would have given way to Bernie. This is, because of how much of a failure his eight years was, you, America as a collective was like, this This is the politics we want to get away from. And then, what happened happened. A shower here thought, we are. A shower thought I've been having for a few days is... If you were a Bernie supporter in 2015 and 16 and ended up with Trump, this is what people who don't. I think this is why I get so angry with the people who don't understand the audit, the vote people, like people like me who are dying for just a little bit of transparency. Is in that like. Elections. It's not just this election? If you were a supporter of Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primary, you have now watched pretty much five consecutive elections where there have been rampant cheating happening in the same places. The same places. Now, I go back to 2000 because that's the earliest election I can clearly remember. And we all know what happened in the 2000 election. And Democrats are openly willing to admit That probably Al Gore should have been president and George Bush didn't win because of the hanging chads in Florida. But that's not treason. And then in 2004, Kerry got screwed because Bush and Rove rigged the Smartmatic voting machines in Ohio so that a fraction of a percentage of every one vote for their opponent, John Kerry, went to them. This was argued in court by Democrats. Which so, is exactly the, the arguments that are being made still today. These are things that so are happening. If, if we've watched all of these... Ugh, I mean, if we've watched all of these elections have issues, and we know it's a thing. Like, it's clearly a thing. It's happened before. And if it's happened before, it's going to happen again. Why are people... Fighting it so hard. Why is it so like like the fact that we're even talking about it? If talking about vaccines this should be obvious. If talking about vaccines isn't going to get this podcast, yeah, this, blacklisted this will. And this is the thing where that authoritarians have to do. They have to censor these conversations. Dude, oh my god! Look at the look at the what the Biden administration is doing with Facebook right now. It's crazy. Like we live in in this. Like in this is where I get upset because the people who are crying for this, are going to be the ones most hurt by it. I'm not going to be that hurt by it when this all goes down. Because guess what? I've been waiting for it. Yeah. But not. these people who don't see it coming, and they're rooting for it, oh, They're the baddies, dude. They're I the, can't wait. They don't even know that they're the Nazis. It's crazy. Well, I rue the day, or will they rue the day? We'll rue the day, but like there's gonna be a day like after they've gassed us all where they feel really bad. And they go, Oh, we <laughs> we were the bad guys. We did this. Like, is there a movie like that? It's like, oh we're that's I think that's um that, like, whitest thing? kids do you know. I think that's a skit. We're the baddies. Oh my god. Um There's a like weird thing that happens where people don't want to admit that they're part of the con. So and we, maybe we're part of the con. Yeah. I, I don't think it's so. It's definitely possible. But at the same time, when it comes to the United States elections, we run our elections like a third world country. And in places like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Milwaukee, uh, Phoenix, Detroit, and then other places. There's places in New How Jersey and New York. How do you fix voting? York. Okay, so there's two schools of thought here. How do the, you dem- get- the reason why the Democrats, first of all, it's not just the Democrats that do this, but you have to understand where these things are happening and how significantly they're influencing the vote. So there's always going to be cheating and there always has been cheating in our election process. Right, like, back I mean, in the earliest elections, millions of votes, like, back in the earliest elections, they would do all sorts of things to get more votes than their opponent. They would drive to bars and get drunk guys and just bust them around and give them free booze all day to go from polling place to polling place claiming different identities just to vote so it's on the one hand a lot of these politicians and political f- groups that operate through these political parties like that have immense power yeah they don't see it as cheating it's this is job. literally finessing the numbers to win your election this is how you win this is how you keep your seat <sighs> but on the other this hand is how you get money from your donors it's a lot like all the other things that we say like okay it's okay if like it's it's corruption in good faith you know like if you're a small business owner, you might you know you have to balance your books. But you also know that if you get some cash, maybe I'll spend some cash. But ultimately, you have to be able to justify yeah. what you do. When you never get held accountable and you keep compounding how far, how the far behavior. you go? And in our election system, it's just never been held accountable. So you can go back to when Kennedy won in the 60s. And there are people who really believe that Kennedy won that election because of the because of underhanded campaign tactics that would have probably been illegal. So I think this brings up an interesting question. Yes. Do you think the Pelosi's, the Schumers, the, the Bidens? I feel like that's like a one of, of two thing, right? Are they evil, manipulative, corrupt? knew what they were doing doing it for malicious intent or are they corrupt really believe that Trump is evil and they're doing it for the good or- uh, like what do they believe I think they I know th- what I believe I think that they think they're doing what's right for the country really you really think that's what Especially they Especially when it comes to the censorship but I think also think they know that if I think they we know found forced, out yeah. what they were doing, well, yeah. I think they know that they're not allowed to do the things that doing. No, but, like, I don't even think they think they're doing it for good reasons. I think it's become – we say it all the time. We've used the analogy on here. We use it all – like, the, the photocopy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it, it just gets to a point where – you're so far from the essence of what democracy was supposed to be, what elections are supposed well, to I be. Well, I think it's a case... Corruption. Gotta, you got to go on a case-by-case basis. So, like, for someone like Jen Psaki, wow. I think that when she's sitting there saying we work with Facebook on a day to basis, she doesn't see the disinformation war that she's waging as anything but noble and yeah. good. But what she doesn't understand is the number one pusher of lies on all of us, and it's something that we say in every podcast, is the government. It's our government. And yeah. we don't know. The reason why our society is fracturing and fraying at the seams isn't because of disinformation from the people, it's because of disinformation from the government and the that's news. Right. It's from a deliberate yeah, misinformation. It's your media that's, that's deliberate lying to us. misinformation propaganda campaign. But they see their misinformation and lies and half truths as truth. Because they get to dictate what truth is. And when you give those people the power to censor dissenting voices, that's how you end up in dangerous situations. It's not how you end up in dangerous situations. It's just a part of being in a dangerous situation. When the election was stolen, when the censorship began with Alex Jones years ago, we were on this path. We've been warning about this path. Now, when they cheated in 2016 and Trump won, we said, wow... 110% 110% of Detroit came out to vote. Wow. There was like 98% of Orange County, California that voted. Wow. These voter rolls have dead people voting in states across the country. No one cared. Look at Trump what won. Crowder, Crowder did that thing in Nevada where he found all of those addresses that were on the voter rolls that didn't match up with the, the names that were on the voter rolls and didn't match up with physical locations. Like, there were addresses on the voter rolls with names... And you would go to that address, and, and that address didn't exist. Yeah. So it didn't. So we have all those things. So I would say that, yeah, like the people in power know that things are a little off, you know. But I think it's a case by case basis. Like if you're one of the people at Bohemian Grove burning effigies and re- chanting to an owl, ch- chanting about why you need to release your cares so that you can continue to do the things you do at public office. Uh, you're probably on the more malicious end, but then there's just a lot of people who are, think they're doing their job for the good of the country. Who like are people pushing propaganda, and, like and disem. Yeah, yeah. People. So you said case by case, right? So like, I think Joe Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, like that ilk are the malicious, know what they're doing, evil. Maybe not evil, but probably evil. And then I look at like the Texas Democrats that. Left and went and chanted their song like, <laughs> like, I think I think they're doing it because they think they're doing a good thing, What do you not think about... knowing that they're serving nothing. Isn't it crazy that five of them got COVID and they were all vaccinated? And the excuses now about the idea that the pandemic is spreading because of unvaccinated people is so ridiculous, dude. It, not <laughs> so for nothing. Crazy. I think it's spreading because the vaccinated people. I think so too. No, These vaccinated people won't let it go away. I think the Stop vaccinated it. people keep getting it. I'm if not getting it, it. I haven't gotten it. That I know of. Maybe I gave it to 8,000 grandma. I actually do want to go get an antibody test. I don't. I don't want anything to do with COVID. Oh, I actually don't think I've told you my idea. Okay. I had to stop COVID. Yeah? Stop testing for it. Let's stop testing. <laughs> no more tests. Don't worry about it. If you feel sick... Go to the doctor. Stay home. Oh, yeah. But go to the doctor and have him prescribe well, no. you something like... Well, no, no, no. Ivermectin or Treat it like a cold, right? Hydroxychloroquine. Like, if the first day you got, like, a little sniff or you're not feeling well Hey. Rest. Take it easy. Lay in bed. If the next day it persists, you're not feeling better. Go to the doctor. If you're feeling a little bit better, stay home another day. See how things are going. Great. You didn't even need to go to the doctor. Your body just fought it naturally. Um, And if you feel fine, live your (laughs) life. And guess what? If you have, if you have like a little sniffle and you have a job, I think I think you should be able to go to that job with the sniffle because. That's how that's how just how life is. You can't that's, expect you people That's literal murder now. People can't <laughs> not go to work for two weeks at a time because it's they murder. have a sore throat. It's murder It's crazy. If you get someone sick. Like look at what's going on this isn't after the squirt sports here, but like look at the Yankees, right? Like they have six COVID guys on the I. L. Five of them have None the of them team. are sick. But none of them are sick. Like they're all fine. Uh they should be playing baseball because that's their job. And you don't get to miss your job when you're not really sick. Apparently you do. So it's, it's, really, it's really dumb. And countries around the globe are collapsing because of laws that are being pushed. Not even laws, like mandates, decrees. In France, Macron... They should have elected Le Pen, man. I love that woman. Yeah, Le Pen would have been sick. <laughs> Macron is getting killed out there. He's got How come the- all these people, when they actually have a chance to vote for women but don't if it's do it. a woman that they disagree with at <laughs> yeah. all it's like, "Oh, she's the devil. She's racist." It'll be interesting if the Republicans, well, I think Trump'll run again. But if the, I don't want him to run again. I do. Get, knew. get I him don't, out of here, dude. Now, here's the thing. I need to, I need someone not I'm telling you, it needs to be someone from the left attacking the left. It's the only way it'll work. Well, we're way too far away and it's no point speculating like that. But I do think that the election... It's not going to matter. What happens? What matters is what happens with the audits in these elections and what gets discovered. Do you think... That's what matters. All right. So like if these audits keep going, more and more if stuff If Trump has gets, proven to have been stolen, he should well, be the candidate. Well, what he I'm, won the election. Correct. I will give you that. If that's the case, then yes, it should be Trump, 100%. But what I'm Every, saying is like, if the audit stuff keeps going and more information comes right. out... No boy. At what point do you think Trump makes like a reemergence that they can't? What do you think? Is there someone yeah, like, in Break like, him in the yard. do you want to pause this for a second. Quinn, Quinn, yeah, pause it. <laughs> it dog. All right, sorry about that. But all right, so as I was saying, was if the audit stuff keeps happening and more stuff comes out, will Trump make a a reemergence that is too strong to ignore? Because, like, Trump has been doing rallies. Trump has been Have you seen any around, of the statements he's been putting out? But nothing has been, like, he's a ghost still to Facebook, to Twitter, to the media. After at every, what point d- can they not ignore him? After every press conference, in fact, today I was at the auto body shop and on the TV they had a Good Morning America or something like that, the Today Show. Yeah. And the, they were actually talking about Trump and his dangerous conspiracy theories and how the military think he's trying to start another coup or civil war. And it was crazy hearing him talk like that. But when you read Trump's statements after every one of these news, Do you audit, think that's what it, news, it's really what he's saying? We're not going to make it to the next election if what keeps coming out out of these states keeps coming out. And the answer is to, to dismiss it and ignore it and, ignore it and it yeah. belittle people... Who want more answers. Well, I I'm on record on this podcast. You can go back and you can find it. I said I would run, and I think someone should run, on a platform of... Autocrat. Di- <laughs> yeah, like, you're electing me to be your dictator. I will destroy the system. I will destroy... I promise you. That is you, my end prom- goal. <laughs> so, like, if I'm Trump, yeah, be open about it. Let's go. What has he got to Trump, lose at this And point? if Trump... If we get to this point... I think Trump. Trump should run... Essentially, as an independent, and pretty much call out every mistake he made in the first term, and he should say like, "I trusted the wrong people—the people, yeah, oh yeah, McConnell, yep. Lindsey Graham, Christopher Ray, Gina Haspel—come back on an absolute every, call them path. out by name." Say, all the people who spied on me in my first campaign who got caught and never were held accountable, if I win this election, I'll call you out by name, you're going to be held accountable. John Brennan and James Clapper, you're on TV to bash me and call me a Russian asset. If I get elected, you're going to jail. Yeah, like, you should go, run on that platform. Go on a warpath and yeah. don't... don't. Because then if he does win in a landslide, yeah. which I think he would, if he's vindicated, This is going to sound crazy, but Trump took the high road. Which he, he, didn't, shouldn't, he didn't fight at all, which he shouldn't have done. I, that's <laughs> the one thing I was most... And this is the other thing that makes me so mad about Democrats these days, man. You guys are it such bootlickers. So so you guys are such bootlickers. When January 6th was happening, I was cheering, baby. I wasn't... I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it. I was cheering. No one deserves to be afraid more than our Incompetent senators and congressmen. Anarchy rule, baby. I kind of feel bad for their interns who are just college kids trying to get the lay of the land, but even those kids, I went to a D.C. school with a political uh, focus in my degree. I know the kind of kids that do internships and congressmen. They could use a little bit of a, a little scare too sometimes. These people are criminals. The political class of this country are nothing but actors who entertain you while they rip you off And they get paid by the people who are actually killing us all. So that's where we've said it on this podcast a dozen times. That's where the protest should be directed. When we protest as a country, it should be in Washington, D.C. It should be at the doorstep of the Capitol. It should be on the front lawn of the White House. It should be on the Washington Mall. And there should be 10 trillion of us. And we should all have guns. Which is why, though, like, if... if But don't, that's a crime. Don't commit any crimes. If Trump's statements really are, like... There's an entertainment podcast. Uh, like, there's going to be a coup, or like he's like. At some point, it's going to happen. Yes. So, like, like maybe not a coup, but like something at is, some something point, something is, is going, going to happen. happen. We're on ter- that path, yes. which, so brings to me, which brings me, which brings me, to the fourth turning thing. Okay. You're reading the book currently, right? I've seen it everywhere. Actually, recently, it's People become are a talking thing. about it all. The time. Barstool Chief, who I think is. I'm a big Barstool fan, if you can't tell. I bring it up a lot. Barstool Chief is, I think, uh, he's a smart dude, and he's interested in like conspiracy stuff and different things. And he posted a video from the fourth, a guy doing like a book report, he called it a book report. And he does a book report on the fourth turning, and he just kind of breaks down the book. Very simply, not a lot of detail. But, if you you go according to this book, which you are reading, I mean, we are right we have 6 years left in this in this stage which is we are in, we are currently in our fourth turning. I think I saw the video that you were were referring to, but I will say that a lot of the misconceptions about this book that people tend to exaggerate online is how much of it is actually like predicting or or what it's actually saying about the turnings itself. It actually is a lot less specific and uh, predictable, and they admit to that. So, like, it's not this very neat, like, 20-year cycles are the seasons, and 80 years is the the generational turning. They're more like, it could be anywhere from, like, (coughs) 60 to 100 years, and anywhere from, like, 15 to 30 years. It's loose, But when you apply it to the current moment, it is obvious. You know what's so crazy, by the way? As I was watching this video, in 2016, early 2016, you predicted... This is before you. Now, I this, book this, exa- this book, this book existed. existed. This book know. existed, so it's not like it was your idea. I was, I but was you independently, you so. independently came up with the term "crisis point" how, to describe and these how moments. We were about to hit another crisis because fucking of, nailed that because shit. Because I've said World War II and the Civil War absolutely nailed sure that where. shit. Yeah, I didn't know that that was already a theory, but I was right. You were technically, right. but I will say this. I think, going by what they describe as the turnings and the crises, I think the American crisis... I think we're at... I think they're proven wrong by the current moment. That's my conclusion as I get through this book. I think we're at a world crisis. I think it's all over. Yeah, so their book is focused on Western history, so Mm -hmm. primarily European and American, but even more specifically American history. Um, But they do go through like how European cultures, especially like English cultures... Had their own turnings. If you look at it from a world turning, I don't know how specific it is because I don't know, because you have to go to every country and see, like, it's hard to do that. But what I think they're essentially wrong about is that we're off pattern. This isn't fitting nicely. Like, something's the wrong. Yes. I think we should have had a bigger crisis already. What's that? Isn't there like a weird conspiracy theory that like the world did end in two thousand twelve? Well, I don't know about that. And like we're now just like living in like an alternate. But like I think our crisis started in two thousand and one. Well, yeah. And that's early for their prediction. Yeah, because they would say it should have been, been like two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, yeah. In two thousand eight, we had the financial crisis, Correct. which fits. But but the financial crisis wasn't the crisis. Because it was a 9-11 was bigger. It was a symptom of the crisis, and I would say COVID right now is bigger. And neither of those right now we're like in year thirty of a crisis, yeah. in my opinion. Like it's maybe not thirty, out. but like twenty. Well, and my argument, my argument back to that would be, and again, I didn't read the book, so I am just going off of what I know in the videos and that the guy is saying, right? Yeah. Like in these other generations, when the crisis point comes to a head the people actually rise up and do something about it it may it might not be like a full blown revolt or rebellion or anything like that but the people do have something to do with it we are in a position where I think technology and the, the ability to propagandize at a level that's never been seen I think has kept people Obedient, and so because of the people not taking action, it's l- letting these this crisis linger and linger, and more crises are crises are happening all at once. I can't. The way I've been thinking about this, because like I you said, that was good, I thought that was a good theory. Yes, I think it's. Credit on that. I think it is a good theory, but I've been thinking about this because I have been reading the book, and what I think it is more so is. Actually, suppressed from the top. Like, we're being held together with rubber bands and, and, like, band aids and paper clips and shit, bubble gum. And every time something happens or things are pushed in a certain direction that might lead to the end, the narrative just keeps going. Yeah. So, like, we're being, we're like plowing through the crisis. Correct. As we're witnessing the collapse. Now, Here's the thing, none of us have ever actually lived through the last crisis, which is why these which is why when you read the book, they explain the reason why it's cyclical is because it we're cyclical. There's like, no ex- yeah. Okay. You don't have the experience to <laughs> really prevent the next collapse or crisis. Which is why like it's a book about like it's not like I think it's more just why history repeats itself. I think we might be in this weird like you ever hear the term thousand year flood? Uh maybe. All right, so like if you have a house and you live in an area that might flood, you need flood insurance if you have like if you're in an area where there's like once every 10 year flood or once every 100 year flood. Mm. The the highest or I think like where they where you know you never need flood insurance is when it's once every thousand year flood meaning like once every 1000 years this area floods. Oh, I think I know like, where you're going with this. Okay. I think we're lining up for, like, that the stars are aligning here. And whether it's for the better or worse, I don't know. But, like, we're in... Yes, we're in the crisis. But we're also in a Thucydides trap with China. And we know, hopefully, if you're familiar with Thucydides trap, that whenever a rising power is about to overtake the dominant power in global, you know, geopolitics or whatever... There's always a war that breaks out, and then the new power supersedes the older power. I think like 17 out of the last 20 times the old power dies, and the, and I can't help but feeling like we're in our age of stagnation, and at the age of st- we've been saying I've been saying this to you for how long about American decay? We're not Dude, we're not progressing. We I two fucking weeks ago I saw that sign in the building that said federal minimum, and I know the federal minimum wage. But seeing it, for some reason, it struck me seeing it on paper. Federal minimum wage, seven dollars <laughs> and twenty-five cents. Are you out of your fucking mind? That's what did I say? So that's the best argument for it. There being no minimum wage. Are you out of your fucking? <laughs> seven crazy, dollars man. and twenty-five cents. That's crazy. If I gave a homeless man seven dollars twenty-five cents, well, what am I gonna do with this? He'd spit in my face. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He'd be grateful, but still, <laughs> it's crazy. That that okay. Sorry, that'd be great. Um. So, yes, I agree. We are in probably the worst stagnation we so ever So, before had. the Cold War, like, really, Russia was the global power. You could argue England, but Russia had a very dominant position, and the United States wanted to overtake them, and from the year, like... All because we beat them in hockey. I think it was, like, 1980. 60, Miracle 1980s. On they have what they call in Russia their age of stagnation. It's when things didn't progress... Capitalism began to overtake them, and then eventually the United States wins the Cold War, and Russia, the Soviet Union, yeah, the USR collapses, turns into Russia, yeah, and they have a re a rebirth. And the last we come out as like this prosperous nation under Reagan, and yeah, and now we spent the last from the (sighs) nineties to now, wasting all of our money. Well, that's what's so fucking frustrating about wars it. is like we're doing it to ourselves. Like we didn't, we don't have to be this weakening power that's going to lose to China. No. We could have done. Okay. And that's what Trump's whole philosophy was. I feel as bad. President. I feel bad saying this because I just talked about Barstool, and I don't want to talk about Barstool. But like, you know the stuff that's going on with the elevator in Tommy's building. Yeah. Okay. In New York City, a building. Is going to renovate an elevator, not not replace, just renovate it. Twenty three weeks for an elevator. China could build an entire skyscraper in that in that less in less time. Why? Why is that? Like why do do we allow that to happen? What happened to like why? Like it's so befuddling. Why? I'm just gonna keep saying why. But there's Bill so Maher, many... Bill Maher had that that ten minute diatribe on like how we're like a silly people, in China's serious. Yeah. Like I don't like Bill Maher, but I mean, he's right. It's it's so many things. But it's a product of. It's a product of all of it. The corruption that stagnates the wheel in politics has corrupted. It's just. All of our systems in society have just gotten too old and have been worn down by too many bad people who have not the best intentions. And that's okay because it's the nature of the beast. But because we have failed as a society to recognize it and purge it out and hold ourselves to better standards, like our grandfather... The reason why America got to where it was and the reason why the greatest generation was the greatest generation is -hmm. because they lived the life that the forefathers aspired to. They achieved the goal. They were independent of the oppressive force and they were able to hold power to account. And I'm, they lived in a free society. I'm going to say the thing. And yeah, I'm going to try not to mess it up. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make bad times. Bad times make strong men. Yeah, and I think that fits with the fourth turnings idea and me and you that general like this ge- this generation people like us I hope we are the ones who are the strong that come out through this I think we're the ones that are raising the strong you think I think the generation that we're gonna raise has to be that but I think that's why they're trying to kill us all and make us infertile with Cause they because they know that they go. <laughs> oh no no <laughs> I think so. I mean, I don't know. Um, But we do really need, as a society and a culture, to take a look at what's going on and hold the people who actually have power to account. It's nice that we all want to get on each other for saying mean words, but the political correctness that for years has been this contention point between conservative and liberal cultures, this idea that you have to police speech for other people's feelings... I hope people are beginning to recognize that that was the entry point in which all this other evil has been allowed to seep. Like, when you concede ground on the language you use to accommodate others and their beliefs, you you lose. You lose. So, you know, I don't think that we should all be allowed to say the N-word or the R-word or the M-word, and the fact that you even say I, that... I don't, I'll don't. i be honest, I don't know what the R-word Good. or M-word is. I'm assuming R is... That's kind of my point late, being late to something? What? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The M word, I have no idea. It's just to say those arguments were the arguments that allowed for uh, an infinite number of other transgressions that now have everyday people being targeted by their government and flagged to Facebook in order to be censored from every social media pro- plat- platform at once. The uh, Aaron Schwartz, one of the far forefathers of the modern, modern internet, died in the pursuit of making all information written free for all men. How far... That man... Your favorite website, website Reddit, which is now just this husk, this corrupt so propaganda bad. husk of it's what so it used bad. to be, and it's more popular now than ever, They, there's n- that ideological training ground of Reddit used to be a beautiful thing created by a man with a vision. That man's vision is so what do you think he would, far gone. Actually, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to put words in my deck. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to either. I don't want um. to. So we're, that's just the track that we're choosing actively, and we can wake up tomorrow and choose not to at any You've been right about so many things. Hey, I've been wrong about way more. I've been wrong because I was like, about to bring up something that you were very wrong about. <laughs> okay. And it's crazy. But, like, I think at the time you were right. Okay. But we didn't know we'd be here so quickly. Sure. Two years ago, maybe yes. less than two years ago. Because it was definitely during COVID we talked about, but I think we started talking about before COVID. We were talking about China. Yeah. And going to war with China. Yep. And you said a silly statement (laughs) that was, one, we would never go to war with China. Hot war. And if we did, I mean, we'd we'd easily win, how different does that feel now? I definitely don't think I've ever said we would easily win a war with China. No, but maybe you didn't say specifically, oh, we'd easily win. But you kind of brushed it off like, well, we got... I mean, if we had gone to war with China in a hot war, at that very moment two years I ago, agree. I think we would have won. Correct, but now look at it. How far I back? I still think. Oh wait, wait. You know what we have to talk about before the end of this podcast. Hold on, what? The draft of our daughters. Oh yeah, we will. But we could talk about it right after this. I do think that if we had a traditional war with China right now, now it's never going to be one on one, so it's not even really worth talking about. Correct, but. I think we still be a have war. we still have a lot of advantages and we could still win that war. But I, this is just basing it on the information and knowledge that we have of both military strengths based on publicly available information. I tend to believe that the United States secret technology outpaces any other country on earth. But that's because I believe that the United States advanced technology and research departments are what Essentially, the Rothschild globalist banks use so thi- to access this brings space. Up- so, my beliefs don't ever listen to anything that's said on this podcast and say these people are credible people. My set of system of beliefs are that there's a breakaway society between billionaires and aliens. So, like, I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. This, <laughs> that actually is a great segue into not the Draft Our Daughters. Okay. But yesterday, I was in good old NYC and I went to the Intrepid Museum. Yes. And the Intrepid Museum has the Enterprise. Like there's a like the actual space shuttle the Enterprise. Starship Enterprise. No, not not the Star Trek one. <laughs> the US okay. USA NASA US Enterprise. Cool. Dude. We that yeah. thing. Never went to space. <laughs> it is well. That's what I said. Uh, we're we, and it, I was right because that was like a replica. Yeah, it was like it was like the real one, and they tried to. It never went to space. It did like a bunch of, of flights, but never actually went to space. And then they wanted to like refurb it so that it could go to space. And then it was like it would cost them too much money, so they didn't. But regardless, it still flew and did like space missions, but just never actually in space. Um, but anyway. Seeing that thing up close was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was massive, dude. I know. Have you ever been on a battleship? Like an aircraft carrier I never, I've never been on an aircraft carrier. I've been on Battleship New Jersey, but I've never been on an aircraft carrier. I've never been on an aircraft carrier. I've seen and aircraft the intrepid, carriers. And the Intrepid is like a relatively small aircraft carrier. China just launched their first aircraft carrier in about twenty years, and I think it's the first aircraft carrier that's been launched in like ten years anywhere in the world. Why aren't we doing stuff anymore? Because we suck. Like, why <laughs> is it Elon? Like, why is it Elon Musk and Bezos and Richard Branson's job to do space stuff? No, fuck them. Why isn't it like? Why is our Why is our NASA program such a failure? Well, now it's like public and private funded. But here's the thing. Our whole system is being siphoned. The money is siphoned away. So all of them, like the trillions that are missing from going back to like 9-11, all that money's never been found. It's more money than God. There's no way to ever find out who's doing what and audit any of these systems or organizations. So the reason why we don't do anything impressive anymore, why our roads, why we have the American decay I'm talking about and why I've been saying for the last 20 minutes now on this podcast that uh, the fourth turning, I think we're in this extended crisis, that we're being artificially propped up. The economy itself is, we have nothing. There is nothing okay. behind it. So, remember, again, yeah. we're going to keep going back to 2016 because I think it's that important of a, of a year. Yeah. Like, we will look back on 2016 as probably one of the most important years It's the reason why ever. Trump won was everything that led up we, to it. We would walk around our old neighborhood, and one of the things that stood out was, like, how many people were driving cars from, like, the early 2000s? Why aren't people... Where are all the new cars? Well, actually, there's been a surge in new cars. This economy now is so crazy that there's been like a real big run on new cars. But that's because interest rates are so low. What's going to happen in the coming months, especially if they start locking down again, but they start acting like the economy is fine because they're not going to print more money, dude. Now that there's no Trump and there's no pressure on them, they're going to see how fucking ruthless neoconservatisms can, neoconservatives can be because there's not going to be anyone who's actually pushing to actually get relief. If we go into more lockdowns and more masks and and just an think economic freeze and there's food shortages, they will not bail the people out. They're going to start evicting people. They're ending the evictions. Yep. They're bringing in the student loans. They didn't give anyone student loan relief. All these things are going to start happening and they're going to be acting like the economy's fine and then they're going to lock you down again. And then they're not going to think about any COVID pandemic relief. I guarantee it. <gasps> it's got I, don't, I don't actually guarantee it. It's got scary but, chills. But the, but the track record of the people who are in power would lead you to believe that they're not going to do it. The only reason why pandemic relief ever went to the peak was because of Donald Trump. And he'll never get the credit for that. But Donald Trump proposed it. He put the onus on the Congress to actually get a bill like that done. And once it got done, it set the precedent. And then he got you more money than anyone and the people who you elected instead of him, assuming the election was legitimate, which I don't make that assumption, but some people do. They said they would give you 2000 and they never gave you 2000 because they're scumbags. You, you elected scumbags who always have been scumbags. Joe Biden, the, it's like we all forgot what we even wanted in 2016. Bernie Sanders was running on the idea that the prison population in the United States was larger than any time in the human history, and we run a prison colony because of the war on drugs that was started in the 80s and 90s. Joe Biden authored both those bills, dude. He's the crime guy. <laughs> We elected him and five who, years later. And Sal, it makes Sal, no sense. That's Sal, why he didn't actually win. Sal, yes. Tell the people, who's <laughs> his vice president? Kamala Harris, who's a cop. She's a fucking cowboy. She's a prosecutor from California who let the banks go. Steve Mnuchin was let off the hook by Kamala Harris. And then who brags about throwing low-level offenders in jail while she's smoking pot herself. While she's sleeping with the married mayor or council member or whatever to get higher up in her career, like it's creepy stuff. This lady, she made truancy, truancy for students at school, like being late and shit, illegal, and was willing to arrest their parents in an under, in underserved communities and like poor for poor people. So like if you're if you were poor, that's how time, you fix the community. It's crazy stuff. She's a crazy. All right, lady. We need to we need to stop. <laughs> we need to get off of it. But I think we did a good job. That's what, I think that's a really good out. podcast. I would like to end... Religion and politics. The two things you should never talk about. We kind of talked about money, too. Yeah. Um, I would like to end with a movie review. You should save it. I should save the movie review? Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. Good night, everyone. Bye. Enjoy the squirt. Thank <laughs> you. Going? No. Where's the recording? Doesn't look like it's recording anything. Okay, hold on. Oh, wait. No, this is moving. I think this is going very slow. Oh, it's because we're zoomed out. Oh, hold on. Wait, zoom in now. Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely recording. Hey, hey, bro. (laughs) That's awkward. I think we fooled the audience, by the way. Because you told told them them. we're not going to do this. We're doing a movie review. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. So it's me just talking about it. But okay. You haven't seen the movie. Great. But do you know the I movie? I wanted you to say that you wanted to review Space Jam 2. We can do that next week. Then we both have to watch Space Jam 2. Correct. And I don't really want to watch Space Jam 2, for being honest. One, I don't like LeBron. Two, I don't want to ruin Space Jam 1 because how good it was. Anyway, do you know the movie that I'm going to talk about? Like, have you seen trailers? Have you seen anything on Twitter? Is it Space Jam? It is Gunpowder Milkshake. I haven't even heard of it. Okay. So I'll try to explain it to you before I talk about it. Okay. It is uh, an all-female cast, like, lead-driven. The main actress is Karen Gillan, also known as Amelia Pond. Nice. Um, Her mother in the movie is played by... Lena he- Headey, Heedy Headley, from Game of Thrones. Cool. And then there are three other women who aren't like main characters, but like they're they're important to the movie. And those people are I don't know who they are, but they're like you would know them okay. if you saw pictures of them. Okay. It is a shoot 'em up action movie. Very similar to what I would call it is like the John Wick slash Kingsman style of movie. Okay. Alright. Does the song Milkshake appear in the in It the does movie? not. Uh, I believe it is called Gunpowder Milkshake because of all of the shooting. And then also... The diner is like the safe house. Kind of like the hotel in John Wick. My milkshake brings so, all the boys to the... Uh, the reason why uh, I want to talk about this movie is because... A lot of the culture today with movies, like we've seen it with with Ghostbusters and the Oceans franchise, they try to do too much with, like, they try to force women down your throat. Yeah. This movie definitely does not feel like that. It just feels like someone wanted to make an action movie, and it just so happened that it's based around women. So I like that aspect of it. Good. The the cinematography and like the the directing and like that regard, like the film making, like the shots that are in it, the colors, the lighting, really cool. Really good. So that's good. The action's pretty good. There's some like really unique like shootouts and scenes. Cause like I remember the first time I saw Kingsman, I went, Hey, that's a movie I've never seen before. Yeah. When I saw John Wick, I went, that's a movie I've seen before? Done a totally new way. And that's where this movie. Also does a decent job. Like it's. There's. It's those movies combined. And. There's some newer ways of deaths. That I've never seen before. That are cool. Okay. But here's the problem. Okay. You like Kingsman right? I do. Alright. Kingsman is. Funny. Like it's a. Like, it's a funny movie. Like, it's kind of comedic and lighthearted while having this gruesome, fun action. John Wick is very... takes itself, like, almost too serious and has this really good action. This movie's tone is the most confusing movie I've ever seen. It doesn't know if it's a comedy or serious and I haven't watched any other reviews on it. And I'm curious. I would like for you to watch it. You don't have to, obviously. But if you do, I would love to know your feedback on it. Because it it is wild. It looks like the director was so focused on shooting it that he forgot, like, what he was doing. And the actor actresses didn't know what they were doing. Like, they didn't know what if it was supposed to be serious or not. Because so much of the movie... Is very serious mm-hmm. And like It's not a joke Like this is a serious These issues are dire There are these There are these like Hired killers And then like There's like weird comedy Thrown in That's like Doesn't fit <laughs> So like It's so weird Cause like I don't think is the movie's bad Is in theaters This movie Or is it on uh, It's brand? on It's on HBO uh, Max If you wanted to watch it uh, it's actually on, no, no. It's not. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Okay. And it's good. Like it's, it's a fun watch. So what would you give it? <sighs> Letter or number. Whatever you want. What's your scale? Because I, I don't know. If it's a number, I'm going like one through ten. How about you give it a position on a spectrum? What does that mean? Maybe it's a color and a gradient. No, it's not. Uh, probably like, like a like a high five, low six. Oh, well, that's not good at all. No, <laughs> no, but it, it's it's almost like it's a movie that's fun. Like it, it's a fun watch. I was just it's so funny you said that because I was just thinking earlier today how I hate when people I've started to hate when people describe movies as a fun watch because I feel like. <laughs> That's we're just at the point where a fun watch is because any that's because for a terrible movie, nothing is good anymore. Nothing is good anymore, and anymore. that's not good enough anymore. Like this movie has some really cool things in it. The writing isn't good. The acting's not great. Cause like I, like I'm gonna say something about Karen Gillan. I love Karen Gillan, but she's not a good actress. <laughs> so like let's stop casting her as like lead roles. Oh, poor Karen. Am I wrong? I don't know. She's that's good in Doctor movie. Who. But that's because Doctor Who's a cheesy fucking show about aliens. You can't put her in a real movie and expect her to be good. <laughs> that's not nice. Uh, so it's just—it it's well, just sounds weird. like you didn't like the movie. I had so many questions. <laughs> and you like know how John Wick sets up? Uh, you have you seen John Wick? Yes. You know how it sets up like his like weird society that he was a part of. Yes. Like he kind of tells like, okay, this movie, this universe has that. Like there's this. There's these people called The Firm, and Karen Gillan is, like, a hired killer for The Firm. That's all you know. Like, they don't go into any backstory or anything, and it's just... Not that good. It's a a bad movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a bad movie. Wow, I'm glad we came to that conclusion. Go see it, everyone. But I'm telling you, what's bad about it isn't the movie. It's just that it's a bad movie no 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 like i'm telling you like the reason why i say it's a fun watch is cuz like it's very pleasing to the eye the colors are, like i said the aesthetic is cool the colors are but awesome that's, the lighting every, everybody's is great just made and to the make shots this are done stupid just sit there with your mouth open but drooling, man and i'm telling yourself. you the action scenes are very well done they're very well choreographed they're really cool fighting scenes and unique weapons and deaths and like that stuff is cool but man is the tone of the movie so confused Well, now that we've established that Lollipop Milkshakes... Gunpowder Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake is a good movie. No, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. (laughs) We'll have to watch... Aren't you glad you stuck around till after the squirt? This is why you should always stay till after the credits on... The Brothers Brothers Ketchup. There's always an after the credits scene. Oh, yeah. And that's why people always ask us. Always. Yep, I get asked all the time. They say... Why is there always random amounts of silence before you play, like, some weird clip from before the podcast? Now, this time we did it different. So you never know with us. This is recorded after the podcast. But normally, it's usually a bonus clip. This is a different type of thing. But regardless, the reason why there's a random amount of silence is because we're actually rolling credits. And... Credits are a visual medium, so you're just not seeing them. We could play music while we roll the credits, but we don't really want to claim copyright on any songs. So that's why. I think I want to get the catch-up crew out for a baseball game. That'd be great. I will announce a date and time, and I want all of the listeners to come watch me play adult league baseball. Feed Frankie's ego and watch him play baseball. Bye. Bye.